this is a position the Seahawks haven't been in in quite a long time. Actually, back to October 2011, that's the last time they lost a game by more than 10 points. We've been on the beat for four years, Bob, and we've never seen a Pete Carroll team play like this and get beat this badly. So this will be kind of the uh, the postmortem <laughs> assessing the level of panic uh, podcast this week. Let's just start right there with that. What is the level of appropriate level of panic around this team? Yeah, well, you talk about that. I, I still thought even when it was twenty eight to three, I sort of thought, well, they're gonna you know they'll score a few times and they'll make this look close and and at least have something to, to come away from it feeling feeling good about themselves. And you know that didn't happen at all. And it, and it was really surprising to sort sort of just see them go down like that. Um, I think there's reason to, I don't know, panic to me would still be too strong, but definitely reason for concern. I think when you see some of these performances again and again, I mean, six times now the offense has only scored one touchdown in a game. Um, you know, you see some of the same issues creep, creep up, things that they feel like have been solved. And the other thing to me was almost every other really sort of poor performance this year had some real definable explanations. A pretty clear-cut uh, reason. Yeah, yeah, this guy wasn't there, that guy wasn't there, the offensive line really had a bad matchup and was dominated or some things like that. But that wasn't the case at all Sunday. Everybody was, you know, their team as they're going to have it for the rest of the year, everybody was healthy. I granted Earl Thomas wasn't there, but that's not changing now, so – that's not one of those things you can go – you could just say, well, Earl will be back or whatever. I don't even think that was that big of a deal anyway. But um, so I, I definitely think there's some room for concern. And I think, uh, you know, as they go into this game Thursday night against the Rams, um, I – you know, I, I think this is a time when they need to not win this game nine to six. I was going to say, let's. I was going to actually just bring that point up where I, I think this is one of the few times in the NFL where I think it would be fair to say there could be a thing as a discouraging win. Normally, I don't buy that because I think it's so hard to win in this league, and you see teams get beat by lesser teams all the time. But this would be one at home after the Rams fired Jeff Fisher after that performance where if they if they rookie come out, quarterback yeah. I mean Jared Goff who is you know the Rams have sort of just gone to out of desperation he ha- he doesn't look ready at all I mean coming into CenturyLink field it would be it would that. be a bad win if this is a very close game and especially I think if the offense struggles again I mean if the defense only gives up 6 points great that's what you would expect but if the offense only scores 9 or even 14 points that kind of feels like, almost like a loss and I think those questions linger even further don't you Yeah definitely and and I agree to with all that I think that the offense is really the the where the focus of this game is going to be but you know the defense didn't play well against Green Bay either but uh, all the turnovers and things like that sort of give them a little bit of a little an asterisk and, yeah. and if you and if you come out and play I mean they shouldn't really give up much of anything against the Rams for for all those reasons and you know so if they if they have that kind of the, a regular sort of performance you'd feel like okay the defense uh, is sort of is sort of where they are but it is the offense where I think going into the playoffs um, is where you really need to uh, is what you need to put the focus on. And the one thing not to forget, if they win this game, they win the NFC West and they assure themselves a home playoff game. So they do at that point, you know, sort of really know where the rest of the season is headed. Um, so that's sort of job one, really, to, to you know, Thursday's game does have some, some real definite meaning and, and all of that. But, I, but yeah, I think this also is, is a very important sort of psychological stepping stone for this team. It's, uh, it's interesting because there's a very good chance with the remaining schedule that the Seahawks have and that the Lions have that the Seahawks will win these next three games and uh, they'll have the number two seed and they'll get the first round by. And I mean, all the things that before the season, if you would have said, oh, they're the two seed, they get the buy, uh, they go 11, four and one, you'd say, okay, that was pretty much what you'd expect. That was a pretty good season. They need that now though. 
I think anything else would be a huge disappointment for this team. And I think anything else pretty much, uh, I think, significantly shrinks any hopes they have of, uh, of going back to a Super Bowl again. Yeah, definitely. I and, and you're right. That is, we were talking to Bobby Wagner yesterday, and he he was sort of like, you know, if we come out and beat and, and just kill the the Rams and and you know, sort of the, do what we think we still can do the rest of the season, we'll just we'll never even remember the Green Bay game happened. And he does have a point there. I mean, that's sort of how they have to think in the NFL, and that is a little bit of a reality of it as well. If they do, you know, get into the playoffs and and do some things in the playoffs and all of that, then then these do sort of become little blips that that you just look back on as bad nights. But we don't know that yet so as we're sitting here today that that is definitely the storyline it's kind of weird though because this team has had that linger longer than any team that i think we've covered in the last four years that feeling of well we can still turn it we still know we're a good team we're not i mean there have been obviously the last few seasons in particular there have been struggles in the first half and then they kind of click and get it going that to me is what's alarming about this one is now you've had two games in the last three in the second half of the season when Pete Carroll teams have kind of thrived where for various different reasons they just haven't clicked and they've looked pretty bad in losses and I think to me that's probably the most alarming thing is yeah they're right if they win these next three games and they do this but that's that's what ifs that normally we don't have at this time of year. No, you're right. Uh, you know, and every year they sort of had a loss at some point, even in their big second half run. But it was, but it always did really feel like a really fluky kind of thing. Yep. Um, you know, or a bad matchup, maybe like the Rams last year, um, in 2000, uh, 2013, they lost that game to the Cardinals, and the Cardinals were actually a really good team by that point of yep. the year, won ten games and everything. Um, and you know, it was still a tight game, and a couple of couple of weird things happen, and that sort of thing. And I, you know, and they and I think. They sort of dismissed it as one of those things, and then the next week they they won, and it was easy to just sort of look back on it as yeah, it was just one of those things. That's what I think we all everybody thought the Tampa Bay game was, and so to have it, to see it happen again, and then you know another thing, Pete Carroll has always talked about one of his biggest points of pride with with this team is how hard they are to beat, and you know I think they really did have some pride in that ten game or oh, that, that ten point streak, and and the, you know both these streaks that have sort of gone away here the last three weeks, um, I think those were definite points of pride, um, you know. Just that they were in every single game they ever played, and so the fact that they really were not against Green Bay, um, you know, that it turned so easily to suddenly become a blowout, uh, is just was just such a bizarre thing to see. But you know, the, they do happen in the NFL, so I mean, maybe it's just sort of uh, the odds catching up to the Seahawks. That's, I guess, what we start to find out on Thursday. It's really interesting though, because I guess it depends if you want to look at it glass half full or glass half empty. But the rest of the NFL is. Uh, it's not very good either. I mean, Dallas, a lot of parody, yeah. or mediocrity, or whatever, yeah, whatever you want to call it. I mean, the Patriots. I think, I think pretty clearly right, right now are kind of the best team, and I think Dallas is pretty clearly the second best team. But even those teams are flawed. And the Seahawks, we've already seen, have gone into New England and beat the Patriots on the road. Dallas has struggled the last couple of weeks, and I think they've got an interesting situation with the whole Tony, Tony Romo yep. backdrop. That's, I mean, that's going to be a lot of pressure for Dak Prescott to just no have to handle that every week if he struggles dealing with that my point being that on the one hand the Seahawks have as good of a chance to uh, make it to the Super Bowl I think as any other team on the other hand it's a year when they easily could have separated themselves from the pack and I think they're right there in the mix with just about everyone else yeah and we were batting this around and calling this Matt Calkins we were talking after the after the Green Bay game and he was he was sort of like you know has this team gotten to the point where maybe they're almost sort of bored with the regular season a little bit like it's a bunch of veteran guys and they they they, they know what the standings say they know they're going to win the division and and you know just win these last three games they get into they, they probably get the number two seed and are sort of 
or where they, uh, you know, are, are in a really good spot and all of that. So, you know, is this just sort of a little bit of going through the motions at this point of the year and, 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 they, and, and they're going to turn it on, but that's a dangerous thing to that's, also get into. And it's never been the Pete Carroll way either. So it's interesting you say that because actually before the Panthers game, uh, I was just talking with a player, not for an interview, just talking. And I, I mentioned it was after they lost to Tampa Bay, and I had mentioned that I thought they had a little bit of like Seabiscuit syndrome. Uh, and if you remember Seabiscuit, he would kind of let off the gas in his races until like another horse kind of got within his eyesight, and then he would take off and carry. I've always thought this team like needed to have that, and for years it was Jim Harbaugh, and they they could kind of look across the division and see Jim Harbaugh, and they knew they were building towards to something. The last couple of years, it's been the Cardinals. This year, they haven't had that hardly at all within the division. And I I have sort of felt that complacency a little bit. And a complacency is not the right word. I think that's probably a little bit overstating. But I, I'm curious with you, like once it starts to get to playoff time and stuff, if there is if they will hit a gear or if they're just a, a team a flawed team and we're seeing some of their flaws these games. But I do think that your point that you just made is actually one I've been thinking about lately. Yeah, it's certainly one to think about. And and I, you know, again, I guess the answer comes in about six weeks yeah. when, when we see how well they do. I remember being being a, a really old guy now, but I remember the 1980 Sonics after they'd won the title in '79, and they went through some kind of weird uh, weird things, and they had the playoffs series is that lasted longer than people thought and that was the that was the theory with i remember john johnson who was a veteran guy of that team saying exactly that after one of the games that like well we sort of are just turning it on when we need to well then they ended up getting blown out by the lakers and yep, that's the in the fear. western conference finals and it turned out basically they just weren't quite as good but but player even the players are sort of looking for these rationalizations sometimes for things and that's what that's what you begin to find out you know are you really good enough to you that you can just turn it on and off or are these or are the players just sort of grasping for things like that to uh to uh you know like richard sherman saying oh we just needed a wake-up call kind of thing i mean is that just something you say um because you don't really want to admit maybe that these games are exposing some flaws or is that really the real real sort of the real truth here's one thing we do know is it does not seem that there's a bunch of panic one way or the other whether that's going to be the good thing they're going to be kind of the the cool hand that that handles all this and it just will be a blip in the radar or whether that will come back to define them as well they could never really kicked it in the gear i haven't really sensed any panic from the coaches or players it was actually a surprisingly calm locker room after the packers game all things considered i was kind of curious to see what that was going to be like it, seems they've been there before even if they haven't necessarily been in this position before and i think that'll be interesting to see how that works out it'll be one of those things if they win these last three games we'll say that was a positive and if they struggle the rest of the way we'll say well they really uh they didn't really kick it into gear did they yeah and one thing to remember about pete carroll is uh while we can easily just focus on oh he's been the coach of the seahawks these last seven years he's 65 years old he's been in coaching for a really long time so he's gone through everything um you know if you look at his career you know even at usc they had some Years like the year they lost to UCLA in the in the last game to sort of blow a chance at the national title, and how are they going to re- respond from that? And they went to the Rose Bowl, and I'm forgetting I don't know if the, the Penn State or the Illinois. You're not Rose remembering Bowl. something. Well, God, it was, it was one out. of those. But the, the, if you remember Pete's last three years there, and they or the three of the, the before his final year, but he had, he had those years where they always had that one loss that kind of kicked, killed, knocked him out of the national title, and there would always be this. Oh, well, do they even care about being in the Rose Bowl? And they get in the Rose Bowl, and they just kill whoever it was. They had big wins over Michigan, Penn State. In Illinois. My point being, Pete has been through all this kind of right. stuff before. So, you know, while I'm sure he was surprised by what happened, he had a he had an immediate plan, which was which was basically just we're not even going to talk about that yep. game. We're not even going to watch the film of it. We've got to move on. We've got this game Thursday, and it's probably he probably 
ends up loving the fact that they had a game on Thursday, so he could so publicly dismiss it. He didn't even have to sit and answer a bunch of questions from us. He basically was just able to say, well, we're on, you know, we got this game quick Thursday. Turnaround. and Yeah, quick turnaround, and we don't have time to even think about it. I didn't really watch the film, so you guys can't really ask me a bunch of questions about what happened against Green Bay. I it's mean, pretty smart sort of PR the, strategy. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, so, uh, you know, and Pete was, I think, thinking about that while the, the final seconds were ticking down on the sideline there, and what's he, what was he going to say? So, um, you know, it's probably the, the, an advantage in a lot of ways to having a coach like Pete Carroll in a time like this. Last thing I wanted to hit on was uh, Russell Wilson. It's five interceptions from him. Obviously, a couple of those uh, went off hands of receivers or different things like that. But to, in my opinion, unquestionably, he struggled. And, and I thought it was his worst game we've seen since we've been on the beat. Uh, yeah, by far. Two, yeah, no, you know, I would agree with not that. Not even There's close. No and, and people people point out Tampa Bay that he struggled there. But to me, that was the offensive line. Yeah. That, I mean, Russell was getting pressured like crazy in that game. And while he obviously didn't play super well, it's really hard to put much blame on him. This was yeah. one game where I thought it was more had to do with Russell Wilson's struggles. Is that, I guess, is that a concern at this point for the Seahawks team that to have him have a game that was that bad? I, I mean, I, there's no way to say that it's not at least a little bit of a concern because Russell's another guy that we've usually see um, – the second half of the season really, really kind of, kind of, that's when he takes off. Obviously his rookie year in 2012 last year, obviously we really saw that when, when after that, you know, the buy and the, the, that last eight games of the season, when he really took off and did that, um, you know, even in 2014 when it was maybe more about the defense, but that seemed a year when he sort of steadied the ship a little bit as well. And that was year he was running like crazy all over the place. You know, all those years, they sort of had some definable offensive characteristics in the second half of the season. They could call on fairly consistently. Um, you know, it's, this has been such a weird year for Russell, and I, the part of me was wondering if that's catching up to him a little bit. That they've sort of never, from week to week to week, almost like known what they can what they can really rely on offensively. Yeah, between the running game and his injuries and yeah. all sorts of stuff like that, it's been weird. Yeah, they never clicked. They no, really have. It doesn't seem like they have. I mean, last year, you know, they sort of turned what they did a little bit schematically at, at, at the second half, and once they did that, they sort of did the same thing every week, and you know, all but one week, essentially, it worked. Um, you know, uh, in 2012, you know, when they started open up the playbook and doing these things so it, it is really odd to sort of see Russell hit a little bit of a second half slump like this you know I went back this week and looked at all the quarter or quarterbacks who've thrown five interceptions and really good quarterbacks have had days as bad as Russell did I mean Brett Favre Dan Marino that was all, Eli Manning's had two of them um, one against uh, the Seahawks right? yeah one against yeah. the Seahawks in 2013 um, you know basically every Drew Bledsoe Troy Aikman who's not even who wasn't even necessarily known you know, Aikman's whole thing was never thrown interception sort of but you know so everybody uh, it was nothing for the most part but really big name guys so the point being everybody does sort of eventually you play enough games things like this happen but that's going to be the hope here is that that's all it is but you know suddenly he's throwing eight interceptions in three games yep. I mean that's that's really odd it's as many as he threw all of last year yeah and you know th this isn't necessarily a team that's thrown it around as much as, as as other teams where those kind of things happen and granted you know there were some fluky things yep. balls off guys hands and things like that so maybe they got everything out of their everything bad out of their system in one game well there's obviously going to be plenty of things to talk about after this game one way or the other uh so check back with us next week as we discuss uh, what happens with the seahawks and the rams on thursday night